episode 37. Getting old, Brady. Yep. <laughs> Scarlett was saying we hit record downloads last week. Was it a hot week? We're now was the... it spam? I, I see your smirk. Was that like well, not we're real? the number one podcast in Bangladesh on Tuesdays after 4 p.m. right now. There you go. So, is I that mean... what happened? <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, but then I looked deeper into what downloads means on specific platforms. Mm-hmm. And each platform told me something different. Yeah, we didn't learn anything from it. It's kind of like, you know, when clients are like, HubSpot's showing this for attribution, but yeah. our sales force is showing that. That's the podcast download world. We, yeah, we didn't have time to get too deep into it because, as you know, we do have other jobs around here. <laughs> but essentially... I went down a rabbit hole. And I guess, like, podcast platforms haven't quite figured it out yet mm-hmm. to really get accurate data for analytics. So, yeah, we had a good week on the podcast. People like when we talk about trending topics, I think we've learned. Yep. Which is important. So, I think we're having, you know, more engagement just on the trending topics. And then it it wasn't like, uh, we're not putting up Joe Rogan numbers yet. Yeah, but I mean, the yeah. thing with Joe Rogan is, is I saw <laughs> a clip covering the new Miller commercial after we posted ours no just his oh. <laughs> guests brought it up and they watched it and joe like reacted to so it joe's behind the yeah, eight we're, ball we're ahead of joe we're getting a little ahead of joe watch out joey at boy. least from when i saw it maybe <laughs> we're coming old. for you but i thought it was funny <laughs> like they had the pretty much identical segment which i've seen happen a couple times really but now that we're posting the week we record we're actually getting it out there before before they Other do people something talk about heinous. it. Yeah, before whoever we just say is awesome does something heinous with their life. Yeah, yeah. that too. <laughs> it's nice to avoid that, but we fuck I we're gonna I just saw the screen of what you want to talk about. I just it's despicable. I don't know. Well understand. let's kick off. Let's yeah. talk about it. Advertising jealousy, everybody. So you know how sometimes we bring up like the grip company where yeah. they're all over TikTok. I did the sunflower seeds. Yep. I like this one because it's a service. It's kind of like what we do. Hmm. Um, and so this lady's found a niche within logo redesign for NFL teams. Oh, we're going to call it logo. I would call it like um, how to tear down tradition, heritage, and just classical values in five seconds flat. No, nah, I mean, <laughs> we were all fine. What Mighty, ha- Mighty Ducks. I, no, that I, old logo turning into the new it stinks the old logo. logo is better well, i Yo, think that was like what disney maybe owned it so when honda or whatever bought the team they had to well, probably not i would argue that the vast majority of time the old logo is better than the new one in sports you're t- are you telling me like the do you think like the ducks do you like the new one better for being honest no. I still have all my vintage gear. Yeah, when you go to the shop, do you try to buy the vintage stuff? I do. Yeah. Okay, that's all I... All right, well, show me your lady. Anyway, so <laughs> what I like that she's doing is she found this niche into sports logo redesign. She's doing it all for free. It's not like the Lions want her to do this. Definitely And not. she's blowing up on Instagram. Uh, this was the biggest post that trended most. That rhymed. Um, but if you go to her page, she then links to her site. She has a pretty well done site. She does graphic design. And so I thought it was a really cool way for her to advertise herself is she's doing this 
work for free. It's entertaining. A lot of people yeah. are liking it. It's trending in the algorithm, but she's also promoting herself as her product a designer. Services. Okay. I do like that. Way to go. I, way to go, Emily. I'm not talking trash on your design ability, Emily. I just... Geez. I like these for some reason. Just like I think the, these are dope. The oily, bubbly states. Oh, it's abstract. It's a little avant-garde. It's cool. I like it. This is I like. This is dope. But let's go back to the Lions logo. I want to hear. Tell me why it's better. I just <sighs> so this was my favorite one, and I just like the simplicity of how she took lions, she made it the cool wavy main font. She incorporated it into the design. Like, why is that worse than the last one? That's iconic. Do you is see it? that? Oh my gosh. It's so like This will be iconic no, if they use it. No, that could be. It looks like a lady was smoking a little weed and did some clip art. No way. Uh, oh. I don't know. I love the Easter egg. So I'm a big fan of Easter eggs. And so the fact that it says lions, if you didn't see her process, I don't think a lot of people would catch that right away. I would agree with that statement. I just, there's something about, that lettering maybe is my simplest way of saying it. Like I don't like hot wheels lettering. Like I don't like child. I think that that lettering it reminds me of what you do for child toys. So I were to sell like a lion and I were to come up with like a, like what's the one that they do with the animals escape the zoo and like Chris rocks, one of the animals, which one is that one? Come on, Peter. Um, Madagascar. Yeah. This reminds me of like what you would do. If you were, like, making a movie like Madagascar, the font you would use for, like, the lion, you know, yeah. in the beginning when they introduce it. That's why. I get, I'll give you an explicit reason. I okay. get that okay. way. Okay, okay, Do I like that she integrated the name into the logo? Yes, I think that's very cool. Does it make me think that these men are ready to go to war on the gridiron? Blood, sweat, and tears? It's a mean-looking lion. It's a Gen Z lion, bro. I'm just, I'm. St- <laughs> Look at that tooth. That's a war tooth. It reminds me of a tiger. <laughs> Doesn't it look more like a tiger than a lion? No. Like a saber tooth tiger? It has a mane. <laughs> Let's get back to your point. What do you have? <laughs> Peter has a tattoo. I'm just dunking on the entire time. It does look a little bit like yeah. your tattoo. But is you... that a lion? Uh, it is a lion. It's from a video game. Nice. Nice. We didn't write the word lion on it. So no, we it says Final Fantasy in the main. <laughs> <laughs> but you get like, so Emily, great job on your marketing. Let's look at a couple more. Oh, God. <laughs> Which this is going to be tough because that's my favorite one. Okay. The Colts one's kind of cool. The Cubs one is a stretch. Golden State is my least favorite. Dude, what is up with her style, though? So I like how she's been doing this. So now she shows, like, the embroidery version on a, a jersey. I think that's smart. Is it just me, though, or is it kind of, like, missing detail? Or It's like her style. I don't know how to explain her style. Like that classical simplicity, hers is going for like a pragmatic obviousness almost. Like we can't just guess that it's a colt. She has to show <laughs> us the horse. Like we can't just guess it's a lion. She has to ride it out for us. Hey, I, it's I, just creative. I feel insulted almost. Like the redesign the of the Seahawks Eagles. Seahawks one I don't get. Like the Eagles one? It's not even their color. <laughs> like that's a, it's a blue. That's not a green. Am I miss, is that a blue? 
I mean, our TV coloring, we have learned. Uh, it's a light. Like, I don't know if that's. <sighs> she has her own style. You don't really see this style that often. Like, I don't hate that one. Yeah, that one's cool. It's just the, the other one she posted with the Seahawks. That one. I don't I don't get it. That's an S. Yes. And what's the other the th- added beak shape? Girl, that ain't no beak. That looks like a what's a what's the thing that you throw when it comes back? A dude? boomerang? Yeah, it looks more like a boomerang than a beak. Yeah. Ah, maybe she if she sharpened it out. Oh, if you look at it the other way, it looks like a Star Wars helmet. Oh, uh, Stormtrooper? Yeah, kind of. You see how yeah, it's yeah. going the other way? Yeah. So that one's a little tough. I'm not going to lie. The more... Jets is clunky. Bro, some of these are just... But I found Love her... Love you, Emily. I, you're putting I found me in a bad situation here, I found okay? her through the Lions one, and I really liked it. LA is kind of cool. I don't hate the LA with the lightning strike. It's just her style. It, I'll just subject... Like, this is not personal, Emily. You're great. I love your marketing. Brilliant strategy. Better than me at it. I should have come up with something that's good. This is brilliant. I don't know if I'd hire you to do my logo is all. Yeah. I think we have different personal Maybe tastes. new sports team. I I think they all look like esports teams. What is uh, What does Vegas Golden Knights look like? Because oh, that's a newer NHL the Packers? team. Packers? Why you got to change the Because I get classic Packers. Packers have been around for a while. But Vegas Golden Knights, that's a new team. What is that looking like? I don't. Can you Google just Vegas Golden Knights logo? Sorry, Emily. You seem great. So it's kind of... She did the one with the swords. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, the, I, like, Kraken is like the cool S. Kind of reminds me of her designs. Yeah, I don't like the new one, though. I wouldn't... I, it's not her. Emily didn't do this one. I don't like this one. No, I'm I, just saying her designs might fit a correct. new... Correct. I see what you're saying. I kind of like Nostalgia. All right. Like Face Clan logo, you're probably big. Like, oh, you love the Face Clan logo. I can't picture it. Watch, like, th- like, it, search any like. I e- know, like, search the esports Nick, logos. Nick I'll show Marks, you what I mean. His helmet logo. Esports logos. Esports. Like, yeah, they all look like. Okay, so like, if you go, these all look like. Her I don't designs. know. They're all this style, dude. They got it. Hers is a bit more flat than. Yeah, maybe it's the flat nature the of hers. Yeah. All right. Well, great call out though on this as a marketing tactic. Yeah, self promotion, finding brilliant. like a trendy topic. It actually worked. Her post blew up. Oh, I'm sure she has a lot of customers. Mostly too, positive feedback in the comments. You know, my I, mom said I, I need to see you in there. If you have these opinions, get it. Get if in you don't have something session. nice to say, don't say it at all. You're right, okay, you're right. I usually don't say anything. I'm on a podcast <laughs> where my job is to say something. So I'll say, yep. Emily, I love the hustle. I love the strategy, and I'm sure you're getting a lot of great customers from it. Not my particular design style. I like nostalgic. I kind of like some of like the very. I like timeless. I wouldn't say a lot of her logos are as timeless as the originals. Yeah. Which is why I think they're lasting so long. Hers seem to be more connected to a current design fad or a good design trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the promotion strategy yeah. is freaking epic. And I, I bet she'll land a sports team in the next year. Do you think so? And I'd be interested because she's knocking these out quickly. Well, yeah, they normally pay like $2 million for it. Having so. full like renditions of it, I'd be curious what she comes up with. But Yeah. All right. I like that. Well... 
I'm just running a beer podcast now. Okay. What beer do we got this week? Well, it's actually for you or to the same kind of point of what I think we could say for yours. This Jack guy just gives me all my content. Thanks, Jack. I just he's doing a better job than me with his Twitter. He puts so much effort into it. He's got great insights. Did you see like, our local hero this weekend? Yes. That's kind of why I'm talking about okay. this. I didn't watch any of yeah. it, but I saw some highlights. So, Michael Block was the PGA Tour pro at Arroyo Tribuco, where yep. you and I have played before. How many times he played Arroyo? Probably once. My sister yeah. got married there, though, so it's very wow. close. Emotionally connected. Yeah, very emotionally yeah. connected. They have grass um, driving range. So I call them up if I can off grass. Oh, sorry. Gotta, gotta, gotta. I, yeah, I, grass I, versus mats. I thought a lot you were going to be like, they have go- grass. Yeah, they have grass on the golf course. It's not, <laughs> it's not mini putt. It's actual grass. No, they have grass mats or ports at the driving range. So that's the go-to spot. I like that. No, I just like... Uh, I, the Michael Block story was cool. So Michael Block was like, he teaches pro, like golfers how to golf, and then he yeah. competes kind of I think on the TG PGA Pro Tour, which is like a pro in golf doesn't mean you're pro. It means like you teach people. So like he's yeah. on the tour competition thing for all the guys who teach people, and I think he won that. So he got to the PGA Championship, and then he finished amazingly well. Was paired up with Rory. Yeah, so got a hole in one got with a hole Rory. In one, like, like crazy Cinderella story. So all that was a pretty big, like frankly, like major in golf. Brooks won his fifth major. All these narratives. We're not a golf podcast. We'll let other people cover it. What I liked was that a company as large as Michelob Ultra could be this engaged in like what they were doing in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope that they'll continue to kind of like do that. Now this is from last year. Yeah. But this was like in real time, this photo happened. They caught on that. It was a viral trend Yep, and they were able to turn it into a campaign like within 48 hours. That's awesome. I, Cause I remember seeing this photo trend on Reddit just because hey. the guy didn't have his phone out yeah. and, He's yeah, so like, can we click on a little bigger so people can see it? Just so we can see the like the ad they didn't put the the audio on if we can. I don't even know if there is. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Out of the ashes a hero will rise. <laughs> it's only worth it if you enjoy it. It's such a great little line, such a great little campaign. You got all the cameras out. Yep. And then just to your point earlier of like Nike not making a commercial out of oh, yeah, the ball, the... what we were kind of talking about before on the show, this is the exact opposite from a company you'd have to imagine with a smaller marketing team and smaller budget, mm-hmm. turning a viral moment into a campaign with the most stereotypical Michelob Ultra yeah. drinker you've ever seen is just like perfect. It's just like. That's marketing. And I think so t- So many times we get caught up and like, what should our campaign be? All this stuff. It's like, they could just like take the camera down to any party and show a bunch of people having a great time drinking Bud Light or Miller Light or in this case, Michelob Ultra. And you got a commercial right there. Mm. And to make it happen. Like, I, I think a lot of these ideas circulate in businesses, but it doesn't yep. actually get put together. I'd be curious how this one started, like how low on the marketing team 
was original like idea to make it an ad. Well, I bet you it came from social. Well, he went viral. Remember, he went viral. Yeah, he was trending. And then I think they were like, what if we turn this into a commercial? And then someone, here's the cool part. Someone said yes. Yeah. Because I do think that most of our marketing teams, and you can get out of the the loop, Scott. I'm going to go and say, can you scroll down just a little bit for me? Cool. I want to show the rest of it. Um, in my kind of point of this is like, I do think every marketing team, if you have an engaged team, right? So the Michelob Ultra team, first and foremost, had to be engaged. They had to see how their brand was being perceived in the mm-hmm. wild, recognize that they were going through an historic moment for their own brand of like, they were going viral because a guy was simply drinking their beer and everybody else was taking a photo. Yeah. Right. Uh, there was another viral moment like that in the NBA recently. Uh, I think it was LeBron's final point. One of, There was only one guy who didn't have his phone out and he was just watching it. And um, it went viral as well. So they caught this moment, right, where this guy is just like holding on to his beer. Like just perfectly. Like, Very polite too. <laughs> yeah, it's so perfect. And then it's only worth it if you enjoy it. It's such a perfect little tagline. And then they hit him with it. Mm-hmm. You have to be a fully functioning marketing team to pull off something ironically this simple. See, look at this. This is where it gets better. Then Michelob Ultra got him to the next PGA Tour stop just six days later as a spokesman and then had him hold the sign. <laughs> That's like, we talk a lot about marketing. That dude is not expensive. What do yeah. you got to do? Put him up in the Marriott with his wife so he gets his points and then he's able to go to the thing for free and you cover his airfare? Like there's no way yeah, they he's paid, on cloud nine. There's no way they pay more than ten grand for the whole entire thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's the best marketing, and I think, to me, like oh yeah, look at the four point nine million earned media impressions, six hundred sixty three thousand organic video views, thirty thousand organic social message mentions, and they spent zero on paid media. So, yeah, shout out Jack and his newsletter. What's it called? Future Social. Thanks for all my content, Jack. There you go. So my point here is like. That is what marketing should be about, mm-hmm. is finding your moments, figuring out where your brand is resonating with its audience, articulating its values, and then just amplify it. I think so many times, though, our ads don't feel like real life anymore. If you really think about yeah, seems the, forced. the last episodes we've all been talking about, it's been very much like, instead of taking where society's at or how people currently consume your product and celebrating it and then trying to get them to consume it more, which, by the way, not too hard. You sell an addictive product. Like, instead, everybody wants to change everything instead of just embrace and then celebrate its current usage. Yeah. And I think Michelob did the antithesis of what beer brands are currently doing, and they won big on it. Super simple. Like, imagine if you just did the same thing as another beer brand and just took, like, Random, like, you could do this for any campaign. Think about, like, the World Cup. Well, no alcohol. because of what, what Yeah, it was an interesting one. Yeah. Let me, you could do the same thing, though, like Nike. Like, Nike could have, like, done, like, powering the clothes. Uh, like, they could have done, like, a campaign around, like, how, like, fans are a big part of their team's success. If that makes sense. Like, you know how I was, like, a fan of a team, like, watching the mm-hmm. Lakers right now. I'm like, I got to will these guys to victory. Like, I'm a part of this. You know, like, how do I 
help us win. I think a lot of fans, when they feel that, feel part of it, and it's like uh, cheering your team to success. And they could have just done a collage of fans wearing all their team stuff, and they would have increased merch sales for their swag for their team. Like, there's yeah. just so many ways to do customer marketing. This is all that this really is. It's mm-hmm. customer marketing. And I think Directive, all of our clients, every campaign I'm looking at right now, the biggest opportunity we all have is to stop telling everyone why we're great and let our customers tell everybody why we're great and help them do it. Like all we have here is Mike. I'm guessing that's his name, but I could be close. Like we, we just want, we want Mike to tell people that he likes Michelob Ultra. Yeah. We don't need to tell people they should like Michelob Ultra. Let Mike tell them. You should try it. And, And I think that to me, is the strongest form of customer marketing or just marketing in general is getting your customers to advocate for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm imagining for Nike, like a, you could take all the footage of streakers, no one like naked, but they probably have like Nike or Adidas shoes on. Yeah. And just make a full ad about them being the yeah, best the athletes at the bottom. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like slow-mo them dodging the security team, just wearing Nike shoes. Yeah. Only, only great wear Nike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make them seem brave and like <laughs> put them on a pedestal like they would LeBron James and yeah. all their other athletes. See, I think that's funny. I think Nike wouldn't do it, but I do. Too think risky. Yeah. Too risky. But it goes against like their values. All right. Adidas can do it. Adidas could do it. <laughs> they, uh, they've got all sorts of sponsorships right now. They got billions of dollars in Yeezy inventory that they don't oh, know what yeah. to do with. But no, I, I think this is definitely the, uh, the future of where we need to go with marketing is doing a better job of, especially on B2B, like B2B. We just, we have such a hard time turning our customers into advocates. I think we kind of treat them like accounts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what's the lifetime value on that account? It's called logo acquisition. It's not logo acquisition. It's, Deep personal relationship acquisition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think we've kind of dehumanized a lot of B2B. And I think we can take from people like Michelob Ultra on the B2C side who are embracing their core customer, right? And then amplifying that message and just building off of their moments that occur. And that was a viral moment that they built off of. So shout out to Michelob doing a really, really good job. Yeah. Yeah. There's tools for it too. BuzzSumo. Yeah. Um. Rand's new one, uh, Spark Toro. Yep. There's all sorts of tools for it that could definitely help you understand. And then there's social listening tools that we don't use because of the type of agency we are. Yeah. But I think it's like Meltwater's one mm-hmm. and things like that. So, but um, let's talk topics. So I got a topic for you. Okay. Did you see that the killer whales were attacking boats in the Strait of Gibraltar? <laughs> what? I saw the killer whales in Dana Point <laughs> when I was in Hawaii. You see that? Oh, they were, like, off the coast of Newport. I heard about it, but I didn't, like, see it. Oh, you didn't, like, actually see it. One of them was, like, an albino baby. It was really cool looking. Well, yeah. So, we'll we'll get to the marketing topic. I just want to throw you off for a second. But, yeah, apparently, these killer whales have been self-taught. And, like, the people who study animal behavior, I don't know what they're called. Some type of igist, I'm sure. There, see, it just, <laughs> see, <laughs> thank you, Scarlett. Yeah, <laughs> we had her, but it was an it just, and um, the, 
apparently like there's some trauma. Like they think like some mother killer whale was like hit by a boat mm-hmm. and it caused like a severe rewiring of her behavior. And so now these killer whales will attack sailboats and they'll destroy the rudder to make it unmovable and then they'll sink the boat. <laughs> Savage. Yeah, it's going on outside of this port. So I just wanted to get our audience just a random yeah. little tidbit. No, they're of smart. You've seen news. them like rock the icebergs, get the seals to slide off. They're they are obviously terrifying. the SeaWorld ones that drown their trainers. Well that went down. Yeah. They're the number one predator in the ocean now. They are? Yeah, they're, like, killing sharks, so now, like, marine biologists are worried about... Yeah, they're taking out their uh, livers and stuff like that. Like, they are certified monsters, like, free willy. Farming organs, they got, they're selling yeah, organs. Yeah, no, seriously, the black market, yeah, yeah. like, free willy's taking a weird the deep sea market. Spin. Yeah. All right, well, I'll get us back on track to talk marketing, but this... Let's talk about a whale Instagram. <laughs> Whoa, what a whale of an idea. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the <laughs> right, puns are the least funny thing, so I'm done. Um, Instagram reportedly made six hundred sixty million dollars by selling forty four million blue ticks. The ticks that everyone was talking crap about. Everybody thought Elon was a moron. By the way, who would ever buy one of those blue tick marks on? I don't Twitter. know, but should we find out how it's done? Yeah, let's go see what it looks like. Hey, can we log into? Well, okay. Well, go to. Can you go to my Twitter first? Are you in my Twitter? Oh my god, you're in my Twitter. I was curious about that. Can you click my profile? Uh, no, it's you gotta hit the word profile. There you go. So hover over my blue check mark. Wait. They got rid of the thing that made me look bad. I like that. Because before, what did it say? It was like, like this person paying for it. <laughs> it was like this guy wants to feel important. He gave us his money. <laughs> no, I uh, I wanted to yeah feel important. I don't know why did I do it. Well, I like to buy all the stuff. I'm like an early adopter, so I bought like the. We'll talk about ChatGPT in a second, but I already bought the pro version. I like to support new technology i'm like a big yeah. if there's new tech i like to have it and be a part of it like i mm-hmm. like mighty web browser r.i.p i still use superhuman for the last almost three years now i think i've been using them two or three i don't know how long since they launched however old they are um i'm a big fan of like early adoption of stuff now what i wanted initially out of that was um some of the features on the left which i like like top articles and trending stuff um, it does help for like the content we do and everything, but I also obviously wanted the blue check mark. Um, and it said to get you better prioritization in the feed. Mm-hmm. Can we see what it says now? Cause before it was like, this guy's fake verified essentially. Like this guy paid for it. Can you learn more? That this makes it wait. We will be winding down active, notable and authentic. Okay. Eligibility criteria. Okay, I'm subscribed to Twitter You're Blue. Deceptive. Security. Okay. Oh, so yeah, you gotta have, you gotta pay for it. Essentially, there's no. Okay, yeah, I didn't know before. It was like this guy paid for it. So interesting. So yeah, I, I liked it. Um, what does it get for Twitter? Can you see uh, Twitter? Can you look at Twitter Blue and just see what you get? 
by being Twitter blue. There you go. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Quality conversation. Twitter blue is an opt-in paid subscription. That is a blue check mark. Okay. So I can edit my tweets. I like that. Oh, definitely pay for that. I would delete them all the time on accident by like tweeting the wrong things. Keep going. So you get edit feature. You get uh, half ads. Half the ads. <laughs> Love that. Prioritize rankings and conversation search. Love that for eight bucks. Longer tweets like that. Text formatting. Bold and size like that. Bookmark folders. Use that. Didn't I don't know what to do with an app icon or how to make that work. Whatever. Spaces tab. Don't care about spaces. Top articles. That's what I liked. Uh, reader. Uh, that I love. It's so nice. When you get a like, tweet thread, you can just read it. Uh, longer video upload. Loved that. I had issues with that. I don't care about NFTs. NFTs profile pictures. Don't care about themes. I should do two-factor authentication, but don't because I got people like Scarlet who log in. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'd say that's worth eight bucks. Yeah, and to get verified, is there verification? Like, could I make a Garrett Marigouth spinoff profile and get a blue check mark <laughs> if I pay for it? I mean, if you want to be great. No, it's okay. Um, I... <laughs> Or know. is there a layer of like, and this person's actually verified that they're this person? I didn't upload any ID or anything. Okay. Interesting. But I, I bought Twitter Blue the day it came out. I like mm-hmm. to early adopt things. Yeah. Eight bucks to me, I'm not like, oh no. Like, I wasn't worried about the money. It was more like, I like to be an early adopter mm-hmm. of technology. It's just like something that's fun for me. Yeah. I feel like I'm a part of it. I don't know. It's the stuff I use. Like, it's not things I don't use. So I don't have random tech or tools in my life. I use Twitter every day and I have for, well, since I started Directive, so Mm -hmm. 10 years ago. So for the last 10 years, I've used Twitter every day. I don't tweet every day, but I go on and that's where I consume all my news. I would definitely call myself like a power user of Twitter for sure. So that's why I wanted to do that. Now, Instagram What's theirs? Because, I mean, they made $660 million, but everybody's talked about Twitter Blue. No one has really talked about Instagram and verification and the check mark. I mean, I haven't heard anything about it. So let's go see if uh, – let's get me. Let's pay for it here. So let's do it live on the show. Let's see what it's all about. So how do we buy it? Settings? Okay, yeah, maybe. Okay. You got it now? It says on mobile app. Okay. You want to log in? It's bad radio now. <laughs> I'm going to have to like do a screen record or something. You're saying... I'll, I'll screen record mine. Okay. Okay. So, here. Let me see if I can do it even on my personal, the one I manage. <laughs> Sorry, guys, if you're surprised. It's not always me on the Garrett Marigood Instagram. Let me see. On my personal. So I go into here. I click on that three things. Yeah, meta verified right there. Pretty easy. It says new. Is it on there? Mm-hmm. All right, let's get it for my professional. What does it offer? You'll I'll read billed, it on mine too so we have it. You'll be billed fourteen ninety nine per month on this profile. Oof. So they're more than the old tweetster. Per month. Did I, do I pay per month on Twitter Blue? I do, right or no? I think it said $8 monthly and then like 86 annual. Okay, okay. So enhanced verification. Let your followers know it's the real you with a verified badge. It's for me, yep. Proactive protection. I guess they'll direct support. 
exclusive extra stickers. I mean, this. What are the stickers? Bro, the offering is so bad. You're cloud chasing for $15 a month is what you're doing. Yeah, Yo, that's, you, that's what the buy is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me get that. Let me get that clout though, will you? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it was. Like, everyone was talking crap on it, but they knew what they were doing. They knew the market wanted the blue check mark. All the haters can hate saying, who would actually pay for this? Well, $660 million. I'll not pay people. for it. You, I'm not you, just, lie to you. you just did. I'll pay for it. Why not? Yeah. I'm doing it for professional purposes, though. I want my account to stand out. I don't know, like, if they said, like, increased visibility on the Explore page or things like yeah. that, I'm, like, sold, right? Like, well, I think for certain people it helps. Like, I was just looking up, you know, shout out E.M. Tongi, the winner of American Idol, hit last night. I was going to search for him. There's no way you still watch that show. Yeah. Of course. There's nobody left who watches that show. I do. My What's... dad loves it. Well, your dad was a kid when they started it, but the like. <laughs> Will you text to vote? Yeah, this is only so. This Hawaiian guy won it. He's he's awesome. Okay. Um, but anyway, I was looking him up, and I was looking for the verified check mark because there's so many like replica pages, fan pages. So as an end user, I like the check mark because it allows me to like find the That's person I'm actually looking for. It's always like, you know, like Gary Mary Good fan page. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like Gary Mary Good this and people get so confused. That's why I had to buy yep, it. Yeah. Because they're like, "Wow, look at all this." <laughs> but that's happened a few times. Like there's people case. I'm searching and yeah. like people just build replica pages to try to get followers so looking for the blue check mark. Oh, I can't tell you how many times though. I've only been finding a video on someone's fan page. So I, I do want to give a shout out to all the <laughs> very interesting humans that somehow I can't manage my own real social media very well. Yeah. And they're building fan pages, bro. These people, I bet you they got lots of fan pages too. Like the fan page account people, I feel like are more dedicated than the actual humans. Yeah. I'm sure there's like Swifty ones with over a million followers. Oh, I bet you there's just because of how good they are at posting their content. Oh, I bet you there's hundreds of thousands of T Swift ones, just like Taylor. Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Taylor Swift style, but she's a blue check mark, so that helps. Yeah, that we know. Boom, I'm gonna get T Swift there. But none of these fan pages, I don't think, could get check marks from what it looks like. No, I don't think you could with Instagram. Instagram to me is on their value prop is more you're super famous and people keep getting scammed by impersonation accounts. Yeah. So it's almost, but if you're super famous, you kind of already have a blue check mark. So really it is just clout chasing. Cause I would argue you probably hit up someone on Instagram to get yourself verified. If you're like actually famous, did, did it already go through? Um, no, we gotta do it live. We'll do it later. We'll do it later, but we're going to get Garrett Marigouda over here. And then let's see, Scarlett, you got all my stats. Let's go see then after we do it if anything changes. Because I wonder if they've got like a... Okay, so you, you know like how um you launched... Okay, remember when we were real like getting started at Directed and we used to do app store optimization? Mm-hmm. And you would launch on the app store and they would automatically have your app like pretty high up. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you like fall off. And, like, you know how a lot of places do that? Like, you go live and you get that bump. Yeah, they give it a shot and then they see how much engagement like Airbnb you get. does that, too. 
Like Airbnb, I heard like you launch your property on Airbnb, all of a sudden you get like a bunch of bookings because they put you at the top. And then that like goes away. Yeah. And then people, they think, oh my God, like my Airbnb is crushing it. I've got this. And then all of a sudden there's no more bookings left. Like that's how they trick us. I bet you Instagram does something different where you get that blue check mark. Because they probably need you to experience some type of change, right? Or else yeah. you cancel it and the churn will be know. too high. I think your friends looking you up and seeing the blue check mark is what people wait. It's worth it. I guess if you do, like you that, said, just the clout. Like, who cares about the data? Just people looking you up and having that blue check mark. The psychology of this is brilliant, pretty. I don't know what you're thinking right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm cooking. What's going on? You want to know? You can't cancel. Everybody would know you paid for it. It's pretty... Like, think about it. If you bought it for the clout... Yeah, but everyone already knows if you have it, you paid for it. Like, no, so you're saying you, when it goes away? Because then it would go away. And then everybody would know, like, what happened to your check mark. And then everybody would know it wasn't legit. Yeah. I bet everyone assumes it's paid now. Well, like, can, oh, can, do they market like that? Can we go see, like, if we click on T-Swifty or somebody like here, that search... To, <laughs> You can go to my brother-in-law. He's verified. Oh, yeah? But he's he, not verified? No, he's legit verified because <laughs> he's an Olympian. And he has, like, 100 followers. Okay, let's go. Okay, well, let's click on hers first. And see what I don't it says. Know. He, like, doesn't use it. Does it have anything? Oh, they don't even. I love it. So you can just buy, like, the verified fame that everybody was so desperately chasing for the last, you know. Yeah, there's like, no difference. It's a blue check mark. See, like. Twitter's was this person paid for it. Like it's But said. they changed that. Yeah, now it, you can't tell. Well, everyone, you can tell because the only way you're verified on Twitter is you paid for it. Okay. Instagram, you got paid and non-paid. Yeah. All the same. Well, I think... Which I think is smarter. Taylor has to pay for it now. On Twitter? No, on Instagram. I think everyone... Oh. I'm pretty sure... So maybe my, I can just. Okay, let's go check. Yeah, because your buddy or your brother-in-law would have not paid for it, right? No, he didn't. Okay, so let's go. Let so... me see what it is. You don't know his name? No, I do. I just don't know what his name <laughs> is. It might be. So oh, so bad. he still has it. It's it's RJ USA. <laughs> 33 posts. RJ Ross James? Yeah. Okay. What's up, Ross? He's private with it. And he's got like the grainy profile photo. Which one's him? Come so on, he Ross. has an identical twin brother. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they're both in the so same I'm guessing photo? It's the centered one. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing. They were both on the US rowing team. Oh, I love it. But I remember when they first started dating, my sister was like, yeah, he's verified on Instagram. But he like doesn't use Instagram. But a lot of the Olympians they reached out to before yeah, you could yeah. pay for it, and they like verified everyone. But you're saying that the new people. So- you're saying Taylor? So maybe not, because I doubt. Like it's not like he's paying yeah, he for it now. Yeah, he didn't pay for that. I just saw organizations and companies. I heard. Well, were we all can all pay for, for it. it, but I don't think legacy people. It looks like I like Instagram's approach a little more because I can pay for the clout on. Do you get what I'm saying on there? Yeah. See, we don't. We haven't paid for. It. We should. I because we should because you can't tell the difference between small or big with the way Instagram does it. And it gives mm-hmm. you that immediate status lift. I would say if you do any business on Instagram, it is entirely worth paying yeah. fifteen dollars for the check mark. Local business, realtors. Correct. What do you guys think? Totally worth it, right? Yeah. I think so. For the cloud. It doesn't give you any features really. 
But for the clout, I think it's worth it. No, from the clout's a powerful. Yeah, the clout is powerful. Like, it's like a so... I heard because we're older and all, but I heard, like, in the dating scene and stuff, especially for, like, young people, like, how many followers do you have, like, actually matters to people. Is that true? Um, I've heard I it's, like, a so. big deal. I, I, like... Well, people have preferences. People that I know, they're, like, she doesn't have a lot of Instagram followers, so... Well, I would say that's probably a good thing from a dude perspective. And then from a woman perspective, they probably would want like a guy with tons. Like if you had like 2 million followers on Instagram, you would think a guy is more attractive in theory, right? If they had like, that would be a higher status. I would choose completely normal. Yeah. Right. And then he doesn't post her for the first two weeks and she gets all mad about it. And then, well, that's been going on since before (laughs) you and I got verified. I think people wanting to know if they're going to get shared on their significant other social media is not going anywhere. (laughs) I'd say what is new is when we were dating and Instagram. So Instagram came out both before you and I were married. Yes. And I don't think it would have ever occurred to you and I, or to the women that we were talking to, like women didn't see our followers as a status symbol of our success. No, I would argue that women do see it now as like a status thing. And people like build up their own inst. Like women do this for, I'd say actually ironically other women primarily. And I'd say men do it primarily for women, which is like, I think kind of how it's always been with stuff, but they're trying to like, appear a certain way i'm don't know really how to do that very well and i've never been great at that but that's like why all these new people are so good at personal branding mm-hmm. i think it's because they like are really good at organizing their feed and designing like people have like feed design like, that they care oh, yeah. about like the, what photos they post and when and then they have their own filters they all use and they have their own style guides i mean you know you had a pretty good instagram yeah that's all a part of it right i'm not yeah. saying anything and that's how they would say, like, oh, you're a good photographer. What makes you a good photographer? How many followers you have? Not how good you are at taking photos. You kind of see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, my so, stuff got a little it got a little messy at the end. but I mean, those are really good photos, Brady. Yeah, the Japan one in Hawaii, it's, like, similar colors. I like the Japan one. That one's sick. And I tried to make them, like, soft. So I you didn't do... do a lot of cityscape stuff like that, right? On the I started. It used to all be ocean, and then yeah. I stopped doing it. So when I went to Tokyo, I was obviously going to post the city photos. I love it. I mean, your work's always been awesome. But as you're aware, the key for you back then, like, wasn't it was how many followers you had, how many likes you had. It wasn't like how good the like you, people. Oh, don't... I remember like yeah. I was a perfectionist with myself, and so I take hours editing, thinking it was perfect for me, and it would tank. And then there was photos where I hated it. I'd post it, it would blow up. Yeah, because so I was, I was always stuck in it. Yeah, because that well, that's my problem with content and everything else too. Because I like to do content that I like. Yeah. But that's not how you get a lot of followers. But then that slows you down because it's like, oh, I'm disapproving Correct. 90% of my ideas that could have gone live, probably would have blown up, but I disapprove them. So yeah, no I didn't saw enjoy it. it. Correct. Yeah. It's like we could just talk about certain topics on this podcast and probably have a lot more downloads and views, but we'd have to also be passionate about that mm-hmm. or find joy in it. And so I think that that's kind of the conundrum of social media right now is like, what are you doing for yourself? What are you doing for the algorithm? And then we add on top of that all this status that has somehow been associated with it, especially for young people or people that are like single or certain fields. Like I could imagine photography is entirely follower dependent for like how much you can charge for your work. Yeah. Right? Like is Banksy the greatest artist or is he the greatest at getting PR? Like yeah, is, Elon, PR. is Elon Musk the greatest entrepreneur or is he the greatest at PR? Mm-hmm. 
Because when you actually start to break down how things are occurring in life today, it's all status derived. I worked with this wedding photographer and go to her feed and she has a million followers. It could be the same photos as same photos. the other wedding photographer, but it's not as you can't brag about it. Yes. It, it's kind of changed in this weird way to your point where status has become important. The problem, or I guess the, op- well, it's called more of an opportunity. The opportunity, I guess the problem before was you had to submit to get manually verified to become like, I did try to get a blue check mark on Twitter. Um, like four or five years ago before, I mean, I obviously didn't tweet enough and wasn't important enough. So I know I didn't get one, but, and I didn't have enough followers. I just wasn't good enough. But now that's changed. You can buy the status. Yeah. So I wonder what the new status will become. It's still going to probably be follower count, just not the verification. It used to be that you were verified. Now it's, I'm sure how many followers you have. Yeah, now it's all like cross-platform. So you go to someone's Instagram and they'll have 100,000 followers, but then it says 2 million on TikTok. Oh, people (laughs) love to talk about how many TikTok followers they have. I've never understood that. Like, God forbid someone goes to their Instagram and thinks only 100,000 followers. They gotta know they have 2 million on TikTok. I know. Why is that? But everybody has so many followers on TikTok. I wonder if people on TikTok are like 2 million on Insta. (laughs) I don't know. I doubt so. I feel like there's a lot of people blew up on TikTok. And they want to make sure people know I am famous somewhere. I promise. Mm-hmm. And I think that that follower counts kind of replaced it. But um, yeah, last piece of technology that's been crazy. I was on date night with Myra on Thursday, and it was the first time I got to like watch her experience something transformative and she said these exact words which was i thought you guys would like on the show she said i don't even know why i would google something anymore oh myra that's i didn't i didn't bait her up i know i was like what here goes my job i know i was like i was like honey i know you like the house we have (laughs) like (laughs) we need people googling yeah we're kind of codependent on this google thing right now but no i was i was it was so cool to see her have that like so the reason why was how she used it and i want to talk about it a little bit because before this moment we couldn't get things done through computers we could do things through computers but yeah. computers didn't do things for us i've been trying to think about how i wanted to articulate this so historically we used computers to get things done like to empower us to get things done faster or yeah, better. Yeah, the output was like a direct result of our input. It was pretty straightforward. We, Yeah, we inputted what we wanted into the yeah. computer, and the computer would could do it for us potentially faster than doing it by hand. Now it does a thousand things with one input. It essentially can, yes. But things that we couldn't even dream of mm-hmm. in a vast array of differences. Like, for example, she is a therapist. Yeah. Um, marriage family uh, therapist. She immediately was like, write up the notes for someone with X, Y, and Z disorder. It wrote everything. Interesting. She just and she watched. agreed with it all. and Yes. She was like, this is 99% exactly what I would write. Mm-hmm. Then she went to what she also does, which is come up with a sleep consulting program for a two-year-old who's struggling with X, Y, and Z and parents who don't want any crying. Boom. (laughs) Done. (laughs) 
And then it was like, come up with a meal plan for a family of four who wants to cut out gluten and dairy for one month. Full meal plan. Yeah. Fully structured, fully outlined. Yes, yes, girl. And you probably could say, and these are their favorite foods. Oh, it would have done that easy. Even more spot on. And you could follow up. So then she said, build me a grocery list for all the items required. Boom. All with the amounts. So we're not far away from just going order on DoorDash. Order on Instacart. And once the only thing missing right now in chat GPT for changing our lives in its complete entirety is integrations. That's all we're missing right now is integrations. And if we had integrations, everything would change. Like, watch, I'm going to do one live for you guys on my phone. I got the app and I yeah. upgraded it because I told you guys I'm like an early. Well, there day. are a lot of like this little additional apps. Like, have you seen the texting one? The AI texting? No, everybody's got an API like front end for it, to your point. Correct. Yeah. Give me give me something though. Give so me- the AI texting, it, it's all like younger generations and dating. Okay. And so it's like a girl and a guy talking and he wants to say he can't go on the date, yes. but wants to do it respectfully. And he has the AI write it. I, yes. Yes. Or it's like, do I look good in this dress? And he has the AI write it because he thinks whatever he's going to say is wrong. And like the AI does it better than he can. Probably right. So it's showing like it's usage in text. I love it. Give me one right now. What a text? Yeah, give, give me even a marketing idea. Let's do a marketing idea live on the show. You got something? No. Okay, I'll do Like we could try to replicate what we talked about earlier with like live footage. How about we Adidas <laughs> doing streakers? <laughs> yeah. Write a commercial for adidas focused on empowering streakers yep i don't know if it'll do it for us but let's see oh it's got this easy scene opens with a close-up of a sleek adidas sneaker on a city sidewalk the adidas logo shines Step into your power with Adidas. We're not just crafting sneakers. We're creating your secret weapon for greatness. Can your transitions to a diverse group of individuals lacing up their Adidas sneakers? They all wear confident smiles. Narrator. For the early morning runners, the late night hustlers, the hard workers and dream chasers. <laughs> Camera cuts to scenes of the individuals and various. I mean, it's writing the commercial in real time. You kind of missed the streaking so far, but maybe we'll get there. I like this buildup. It it doesn't ever give us naked person streaking, but at the end it says Adidas, unleash your power. And scenes with Adidas logo tagline, Adidas impossible is nothing. They have everything. Yeah. They have everything. It is going to change the world. I haven't gotten to experience So that's tech. the app, right? That's just the app. And it's equivalent of what version of chat GPT four? I, I pay for the four. Oh, I yeah, upgraded GPT four model. Yeah. So I, I subscribe to GPT plus to get the G, G. So you can do images, right? Like you could take a photo, I think in this version of your fridge and submit the photo really? and it'll put recipes together based on what's in your fridge. I don't know if it'll do that. Let me see. That is one of the examples I saw on uh, GPT four. It uses photos, right? I can do voice recordings. 
but I can't do photos. Now. Okay, so maybe the web version. May, yeah, I think or an overlay of a different yeah. third party app because you do like Mid Journey and stuff that are using the model, like okay. the, the tech, but not for language, but for other things. Mm-hmm. To your point, for imagery, but I think what's crazy about it is just think of like some of the admin tasks that we all hate. Like I, ha- I came up with one like uh, write a birthday invitation for a two or for a three-year-old boy birthday party that is Paw Patrol themed. <laughs> Do you get where I'm going with this? Yeah. Front of the card. Paw Patrol, we're on a roll. Join us for a potastic <laughs> celebration. Inside the card. Calling all pups to the lookout. It's time to embark on a mission of birthday fun. Oh my we're gosh. thrilled to invite you and your little adventure to celebrate our little hero, Third birthday. It's a Paw Patrol party, and every Paw Patrol fan knows what that. No job's too big. No pups too small. <laughs> when? It's got the date, where, location, yeah, yeah. theme, Paw Patrol. Please RVCPI. We're ready for action riders, sir, and we can't wait to celebrate with games, treats, and plenty of adventure. Wear your favorite Paw Patrol gear if you'd like. No need for rescue missions. Just come prepared for fun. Like, they... So it, I mean, it, the use of the word embark was brilliant. Yeah, they just... Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it can do any and yeah. everything. Is it updated, though, if you wanted to do, like, news articles? Like, if we want to talk about... No, I tried. So, I tried that. Great point. That's the only time I've tried it. What's trending in marketing today? And then it... Last time I did this, it said, as of my last update in September 2021, there are several emerging trends in marketing. Personalization, data-driven decision-making. Still there, fam. Yeah. But it's... So... To Scarlett's point, and I think what is important to understand about the technology is it currently is still not directly plugged into the internet. It's yeah. only plugged in to its available data, which is cut off of September of 2021. Yeah, so you can't happened? say summarize last week's global news. Can't do it. Can't do it. And so it, it does have obvious gaps in those areas. Yeah. But to think we're less than... 24 months away from the world being revolutionized by this technology, I would say would be a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I think marketing in general is going to change. I think a lot of what's going to change is I think reporting is going to become too insightful. (laughs) I think what's going to happen is people are going to use AI to write their reports. The data is not going to be great. And they're going to have to spend a lot of time rewriting the report. Yeah. Because it didn't be like numbers are down forty six percent, cost per lead is skyrocketed three thousand percent, and people are gonna get start getting fired. I think what AI on the positive side can do is it can start adding transparency, and I think it can start articulating vast amounts of data, and you can splice and dice it in a ton of different ways really mm-hmm. quickly and really simply. But I think the reality is is a lot of our jobs are going to be displaced and replaced by AI. And I think the new level of like, it's kind of like what Excel did to math. Yeah. If that makes sense. And like what calculators did to math, where obviously there's going to still be people like mathematicians who are practicing math. Mm-hmm. But if you don't think that they're going to train the, like the smartest mathematicians in the world are going to train AI to be smarter than it, you're missing yeah. it. Do you get what I'm saying? If you don't think like Bridgewater and other top money, like fund, like hedge funds and money managers aren't already 
using AI to interpret vast amounts of market data, just like, um, what's his name right now? Uh, he's like the father of quantum uh, mathematics. I forget his name. I mean, I'm sure when algorithms Jim were introduced into the something financial it? institutions, it rocked the boat. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still rocking the boat. I forget his name is Jim something right now. But he's like the goat of quantum mathematics and trading. And he's built the largest like kind of hedge fund in the world. Mm. And once again, it's off the same. It's off of AI and vast amounts of data. I think it will change things. I think if you could simply put someone's Google Analytics into an AI tool and they could tell you the top 10 things to focus on based on impact, I don't think we're that far away from yeah. that. I think MarTech is always a little bit slower of a field, frankly, to innovate and grow. And I, you know, because there's not as much money in it, frankly. Uh, I think things that have more money in it, like finance and defense, military, mm-hmm. um, banking, who's also ironically slow, but could use it for risk adjustment. Definitely. Um, like, I think we're going to have a lot of practical applications, and I think it's going to get insane. I was actually listening to an interview done on The Economist with Henry Kissinger, and Kissinger is now identified, who's like almost 100, that essentially AI is the greatest threat to humanity. And in the next five years, the machines aren't that far away for where they could just like not let us turn them off. Yeah. And I do agree that it's going to be very, very interesting to see how governments respond. Not just us as marketers and other industries respond to AI. I think it'll be exceptionally interesting to see how governments respond to AI and how they try to regulate it and control it to stay in power. Um, Because I think we're about to go through a seismic shift in this world. And I think AI is going to... I mean, you just saw AI just wrote a campaign for Adidas. Yeah, it's kind of like the hacker world, white hat, black hat. Yeah. It's just who's using it, why they're using it. To your point, it's it's powerful. Well, yeah, and then there's the generative AI ownership issues. Like right now, like, right? So we asked AI to write that campaign. Now, do we own that work because we submitted the prompt? Yeah, that's what we were talking about. That one yeah. agency is like, well, right. I don't know exactly where it got that information. So if it was someone else's idea that was proprietary. I don't know if they were that one agency. I think they were WPP, the largest agency in the world. Yes. Like what I mean by that is like, yes, there are some severe copyright and like IP issues mm-hmm. with AI, especially generative AI in the sense of build me this, do this for yeah. me. Like the music examples. Yes. Like who owns that? Yeah. Does the artist own it? Does the record label own it? Does ChatGPT own it? Yeah. it? It's hard to say who owns AI. And I'm sure we'll have a Supreme Court case in the next couple of years here that formulates the direction of IP and copyrights in this world for many, many years to come just based off of what they rule. And so to me, this is just watching my wife, who I would say is like not an early adopter of tech. She's not anti-tech or anything. She's mm-hmm. plenty capable, but she doesn't like me where she's like nerding out. Oh, this launch, this launch. Her using ChatGPT and the way she used it, I didn't even think. I kind of still thought it was a little gimmicky. Like, what would you do with it? She just spent like 10 minutes on the app and had like pretty much automated her life. And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. Like if she had integrations where she had her calendar on there or she could text yeah. from it. Vacation planning using it. Oh, dude, you love Hawaii. Where are you going again? I'm going to Wahoo okay. next. All right. Come up with a vacation plan for 
a week. How long are you gone for? A week. Okay. In Oahu for um, a young married couple. And in-laws. Without kids who are going with their older in-laws. Focus on outdoor activities and golf. quality food. Let's see if it gives you golf. Okay, ready? So you write a prompt. So you guys still, I guess, know how to write. And this is if you Yeah, the to... prompting, whenever I see, like, hacks within AI chat GPT, is all about the prompting. Correct. And I'll sometimes say, like, write it. So, like, one of the ways you can rewrite the same thing over and over again is you can um, change the grade level of the reading. Mm-hmm. So, like, write me, you know, of this at an 8th grade level, at a ninth grade level, at a 10th grade level. Very excited. Somewhat sad. So you can change the tone. But it's got you got you arrival and rest. Arrive in Oahu, get settled okay. into your accommodation, relax and recover Sounds your good. journey. Enjoy a classic dinner at Duke's uh, Diamond classic. Head in Waikiki Beach. Start your day early with a hike to Diamond Head Crater for panoramic views. Mm. A lot I of mean, mosquitoes. They're kind of playing the TripAdvisor hits right now. I like it though. I've done all these things. Yeah, right. In the they're afternoon, relax on Waikiki Beach for dinner. Dine at Roy's Waikiki, where you can enjoy Hawaiian fusion cuisine. Day three. I mean. North Shore and Polynesian Culture Center, they're they're playing the hits right now. ChatGPT is good, Brady. I like it. What do you think? What's going to change in marketing? In marketing, yeah. I mean, just business in general. Like one click away emails is going to be a thing. I mean, it's already built into Google Suite, like finishing your sentences. Yeah. But it's just going to start reading the current email, the whole thread, and just have a response ready. That'd be nice. Nice, but also, why are we doing this? Like, I don't know that if that will force more I felt phone conversation. About, I felt that about emails for a while, but yeah. But I think that could maybe push for... Bro, you know how quickly people are going to record their voice and then have the phone call done by AI too soon? Well, that's the new thing. Like, I think it's the new iOS is it's going to take whatever amount of time for it to know your voice. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I think marketing copy, we've already talked about the imagery, campaign planning, reporting, reporting, budget allocation, right? If it can do stock portfolio readjustments, yeah. why can't it do yeah. media plan adjustments based off of whatever core variable you set? So I think there's yeah. still going to be human intuition and analysis and strategy required. But I think a lot of the junior level specialist button pushing work is going to be gone in the next five years. Mm-hmm. I really do think all these platforms are going to completely change. Like think about what's going on with bid management and bid strategies for the last amount of time. I mean, it's been the last five years. I've been getting rid of skags and exact matches and everything we can control. That's all going to keep continuing. And AI is going to just, we're going to just put the money into the machine and see what happens. And I'm sure there's going to be other tools that you can use to override the machines. Yeah. Tools. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's, that's the world we're living in, man. You excited for? It? Are you scared? Are you nervous? I like it. I still need to. I always make a note of all the visual ones, and I want to play with that. I don't know how expensive they are, how much yeah. processing power they need, but Mid Journey is the big one. Yeah, Mid Journey is the biggest one. So yeah. I want to play with that. Okay. I think the audio stuff is cool. Yeah. Like when we've been talking about that licensing, I, I had the thoughts of like, what if you reached out to the Marley family, mm. and you had an idea where it's like, hey 
we want to do this with you. You own the rights to Bob's music. We want to generate new Bob Marley music using AI. And we want to meet with you. We want to talk about the things oh, you sure think he would like sing about. 17 startups in Y Combinator right now trying to do that. If you could pull it off, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Elvis, Tupac, Marley. Say what's up to Tupac for me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's just such like cool things that when that Ghost Rider did the whole Drake weekend song, like, yeah, there was drama around it. But to me, it was just so cool. It was so cool. Like Mac Miller. You could have new songs written. Obviously, the people. I mean, I bet you could already do that though. Right now, like I could just say write a write a new write, yeah, write you a could, Mac But we saw the drama that came out of it without the legal rights from Drake or The Weeknd. So I'm thinking, if you take these artists who don't exist and you reach out to whoever owns the rights, likely their families, if you could start a record label, you could that brings them back. You just wrote the song. All who, you need to do, you do it's literally an IP conversation, not yeah. a creativity ideation yeah. how would we it's no longer oh, the tech how exists would, yeah, it's no longer how would we do this it's can we legally yeah. do this is where we are at with ai so that's where i want to see us get past that okay and i, I want to see the new marley album that's fully approved you're gonna need a supreme court case it. i think like i was saying i think that's the moment then to your point where it gets clearly defined yeah. in america as to how you can leverage it and then europe will just take a more aggressive privacy stance than we do and it'll be the same thing yeah right like we're gonna end up there so thanks everybody for tuning in that's the original marketing show like subscribe download tell your friends tell your mom tell your dad thank you and we'll see you next week later